Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive me. And today we're going to be covering Lord Maitreya. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. We're going to be talking about Jerusalem, Israel, the Middle East crisis, uh, World War III, and Iran. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. We're going to be starting a series today regarding the, the 501c3 corporate church, particularly of America. And what I say unto you, I say unto all. Watch. And today, we're going to be discussing the UFO phenomenon is growing and not going away. Is it the next great challenge for the church? And he shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for October 4th, 2012. And I thank you to my listener, Paul, who put together that new intro and kind of covers more bases, you know, from an intro standpoint and I thought it was kind of neat. So anyway, we're incorporating that in today. And today we have pretty substantial study, uh, about a 23-page PDF, going to go over a lot of the breaking current events and typically how what we try to do is relate current events to biblical prophecy, biblical end time things and, and uh, reconcile these things with the Bible. So the first thing we're going to be talking about is the most likely engineered storm, Sandy, and evidence and proof for that. And uh, we're going to be looking at that in, in the first part of the study. So the first report is entitled Harp Engineering Frankenstorm Hurricane Sandy caught on satellite and radar. You won't believe your eyes when you see what this video reveals. Satellite and radar captured infrasonic undulation, chemtrail spraying in mass, and chem dumping. Now, these are terms where a lot of us, even including myself, weren't real familiar with all of this, but the infrasonic undulation, you can see these things on like a radar, and it has to do with harp and that type of... Almost they're using them like an energy weapon in, in a way, a uh, uh, particular way, to guide, steer, direct, intensify, de-intensify storms through actual technology where they can actually beam energy you know, into a storm to uh, steer it or make it more powerful and these types of things. This can also be used for other natural disasters you know, like earthquakes and tornadoes and things of that nature. We're going to prove this. I'm not just saying this stuff. We're going to prove this, and we're going to prove it by our own governments, world governments even, their own words, what they've admitted to clearly in the past. I mean, all the way back into the 50s. So you can see this isn't some type of, quote, conspiracy theory. Um, Chemtrail spraying, obviously, is where we look up and we see the chemtrails, and um, they spray over large areas, and uh, really good documentary, What in the World Are They Spraying? I believe they've come out with a new one, Why in the World Are They Spraying? You can key that in online, in YouTube, What in the World Are They Spraying? Why in the World Are They Spraying? 
and excellent documentaries that go into the malevolent, nefarious purposes behind chemtrail spraying and how it's being used as a depopulation tool. Um, uh, also being used to what they call terraform or geoform the planet, and meaning they're literally changing the soil composition. They're saturating the soil with aluminum and barium and these types of things, which destroy crop yields, unless you have one of the new Monsanto seeds that are aluminum, uh, these types of seeds that are GMO, aluminum resistant. Also, um, I really like the Roundup Ready seeds where you can literally spray Roundup, which is one of the most virulent um, pesticides, or not pesticides, but weed killer herbicides that you could possibly spray on a plant, and you can spray it right on these Monsanto Roundup Ready plants, and it doesn't kill them. I used that stuff when I was younger, and I mean, it killed, it was the Cadillac of weed killers. I mean, when I used it, when I was working um, in lawn service with my grandparents and, and had my own lawn accounts and things of this nature when I was younger, and I mean, that was the stuff. I mean, you know, a little bit of it went a long way, and... Um, Monsanto's behind that as well, and ultimately they're using that to control who can actually grow crops, and obviously Big Agra will be the only ones that will have access to these types of seeds, and the seeds will be GMO, Death Terminator, which will defile the food supply, and it already is. So this is a big reason, but anyway, if you want to know more about that, you can key in, you know, what in the world are they spraying, why in the world are they spraying. And then she goes into, also they're using what they call chem dumping, which is where they would actually go up there, and instead of spraying in long lines, they actually would go up there and just like release a payload of chemtrail-like substance all at once into the hurricane, and it gets pulled into the circulation, and in this particular case, they were doing it to intensify the hurricane. Anyway, the video, I, I'm not going to play the video because it's like 12 some minutes. You, you'd have to watch it to understand because you can't obviously see in an audio. So I give you a link to the video here. You can go up there, click on it, watch it, uh, understand a little bit better. And she goes on to say that with the video, multiple weather system steering and superstorm creation right in front of your own eyes. Now, this reminded me of a video or part of the avian flu presentation that I did because I had a separate section in there regarding weather warfare. And I'm going to play that after I get done reading just this next excerpt and we're going to go into that which actually will prove that a lot of this technology does exist. It's openly admitted it exists and it's been so for decades. So, the lady writing the article says, this is definitely an HTA harp type array infrasonic undulation. Um, harp, meaning um, with the harp towers, and you, you think of the fields that they have in Alaska and these types of things. And there's plenty of good documentaries online, just key in H-A-A-R-P, where they, they pump millions of watts into the ionosphere and can manipulate weather, create earthquakes, you, you just about name it. They could pretty much do it with HARP. And again, there's, there's signatures or there's signs when they're using HARP. And there, a lot of those signs were all over this hurricane. And you can see this when you look at radar patterns. You can say, hey, that doesn't look normal. That doesn't, I mean, you know, this isn't, this isn't a normal thing that would naturally occur in nature. And that's what she goes over in the video. 
goes on to say, but it's not just the array we know as HARP in Alaska. It's a myriad of TTA network arrays. Now, that stands for thermal transient anemeters. They're all working in concert. Arrays can be ground-based, satellite emitters, field antenna signal boosters, flight-based, ship-based, mobile, or even handheld. Meaning, there's a number of different ways or, or that these things can be deployed. Satellite, air, sea, on dry ground, you name it, ship-based, mobile, handheld where they can coordinate these technologies to intensify a hurricane or to make a weather pattern worse or to steer it, literally to steer it. Um, There are even TTA signal echo buoys throughout our oceans. The ionosphere, which is what the heart pumps the energy into, is fortified with chemtrails as a reflective frequency mirror. So now what they're saying too is the chemtrails which is this barium and aluminum and ethylene dibromide and these other things, are being used as a reflective frequency mirror as well. Not to mention, you know, the aluminum, which, you know, is really one of the main contributing factors to Alzheimer's and barium. And these things cause cancer and plaque up the brain, and they're they're horrific. Uh, Again, a depopulation tool at that. So she says, you have to ask yourself, who's at the helm? Why are they doing it? What could be gained by manipulating a storm that so far has killed many people on a journey of devastation expected to eclipse any in the century, at least on the northeast coast so far? Well, obviously, the Illuminati, you know, they're of their father, the devil, and the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And this is just another way to bring order out of chaos. They're creating the chaos, literally, with these superstorms. They're steering it. And then they bring in their order, or they gauge how the public reacts. I think that was, this was, I think, uh, uh, in some ways, a trial run of what they want to have for the world in general, but America, and, you know, I'm sure Canada and Mexico, and, and all over the world. This might have been one of their trial runs where they're kind of gauging, okay, how is the public going to react to these things? How well prepared are they really? Uh, and obviously, there's been um, a lot of people that were not prepared for this, and we're going to go over that as well. So, some of these, I believe, are trial runs, and I think that there's a certain aspect of this that is that. Uh, national news networks are warning that the election could be directly affected, delayed, or hampered because of the devastation and loss of services, such as electricity, travel, etc., it doesn't appear to be the case now that they're going to like stop the election. It's two days away, and that's you know pretty much the main thing the news is talking about at this point. Uh, the weather, the reality of weather modification is no conspiracy theory. But ask yourself this: if we can modify weather, then why don't we still do it for good? For instance, seeding clouds to make it rain. Now, I'm not for using a toxic substance to seed clouds to make it rain. If they could find a safe substance, let's say there was a legitimate drought going on, and they could use a safe, let's say organic-based substance, okay, all right. Um, But they're using it for evil. They're using this technology, other than maybe maybe if they can make it rain over some of the big ConAgra farms or or whatever, where you've got the GMO crops growing. I can understand them doing it for that purpose. But 
Uh, for instance, seeding clouds to make it rain so our bread basket doesn't become a dust bowl, which it's becoming worst drought on record since probably the 1930s that we've been in. Or so fires that burn for so long couldn't, couldn't be quenched. I mean, where I'm at here in North Carolina... And I had a listener say, well, I had mentioned earlier before about the corn all dying. And he said, well, sometimes they do that because they need silage and they let it kind of dry out and die on the thing. Okay, fine. But then the next crop they planted, it died and it was not corn. It was like, I don't know, probably some type of bean. I'm not sure. But they're all the fields around here are just totally dead. Every one of them. And we're in North Carolina. We're not even where the worst drought is. Uh, so... A lot of the chemtrail spraying, where they can manipulate where it rains or where it doesn't rain, also um, influencing heavily the pH of the soil through the aluminum and barium, making it super alkaline. Um, Also making just the aluminum barium just hindering crop yield productions. All of this stuff is by design to take out the food supply, to defile it, to take it out, to reduce it, to put it... To, and what it's going to do is for, force a lot of little guy farmers that might have had a farm in their family for generations, they're going to be the ones that go out of the game, obviously, first. Because it's not going to so much affect the big agra, big brother farmers as much because they're going to be reliant on government, probably more reliant on government subsidies, um, they're going to be reliant more on, you know, Monsanto, the GM, the Terminator seeds, these GMO, Monsanto, Roundup Ready, devil seeds from the pit of hell. And again, that's all by design too. They're trying to put everything on planet Earth that would come in the form of any type of consumable or even non-consumable commodity in the hands of big business, big brother, big government so that the little guy has to go to Big Brother to get everything. That's the goal. And also the whole death goal with the GMO seeds and how they cause cancer and birth defects. And after, you know, they've done studies on like uh, many different animals, fast procreating animals, and they found, I think it's by the third generation, the animals are all sterilized if they feed them GMO. So again, What's the first commandment of the New World Order? Ten Commandments. Reduce world population to 500 million. Georgia Guidestones. Elkhart County, Georgia. Reduce world population to 500 million. Okay, we're over 6 billion now. So you're looking at around, you know, a 90 plus percent reduction in world population. And this is a, if they could sterilize us all, through GMO alone. Now, now, that's just one of the myriad of ways. Fluoride also sterilizes you. So many of the additives and food things that they're doing, they also sterilize you. So they're, they're, it's a soft kill, slow progression of a multitude and plethora of different chemicals and different ways they're getting it. They're getting it us in the air. They're getting us in the water. They're getting us in the food. And in every aspect of our lives, and this is why you know the Bible talks about being destroyed for lack of knowledge, and not to be ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an advantage of us. 2 Corinthians 2.13. So, this is why we have to really uh, be on our toes. We have to really uh, walk soberly. You know, not as fools as the Bible talks about. Because there's just so many ways Satan is literally trying to take us out. And 
Obviously, the people at the top of the food chain, you can call them the elite, the globalists, the Illuminati. They're the ones that are literally getting their marching orders from Satan. They're the richest families on planet Earth. They control world banking. They're going to be the ones that, you know, they're behind the United Nations. They're going to be the ones that usher in the one world religious system, the new world order, you name it. And they're the ones that are are doing Satan's bidding. So, they're posing the question here, you know, why, why don't they use it to create rain regarding fires that burn for so long that cannot be quenched? Here's another thing. Why don't, we, why don't we use it to steer hurricanes away from murderous rampages? They could have done that. They could have, they have the technology, they did everything they could do to steer this thing in and, and to make it the, one of the biggest storms that's ever hit that coast, ever. And they could have done the exact opposite. They could have steered it right out to sea and reduced it and it wouldn't even have been a factor and we wouldn't even be sitting here talking about it. They have the technology. But they just choose to use it for evil because they are of the father of the devil and of his lust and of his works they will do. He was a liar from the beginning and so are they. And so we're fed a total bill of goods on mainstream, you know, news. The prostitutes, as some have called them, give us you know, lies. And um, this is what we're faced with. So, since before the 1950s, weather modification techniques have existed before the 1950s. In fact, the threat of weather weapons was so imminent that the United Nations felt it necessary to draft a treaty ensuring no nation would use this new means of warfare, quote, new means of warfare, against one another. Why would the UN draft a treaty? if weather modification was just a conspiracy theory. And this was back in the 50s. The treaty defined, quote, weather weapons as follows. Quote, this is the UN treaty. The term environmental modification techniques, this is what they term weather weapons as, refers to any technique for changing through the deliberate manipulation of natural processes, the dynamics, composition, or structure of the earth, including its biota, lithosphere, hydrosphere, and atmosphere, or outer space, end of quote. Now, I'm going to segue that into my little um, clip here that I did. I'm going to start to play this right now. Starting around the four-minute mark, I think they're like ten-minute clips. Okay, what I'm going to do, instead of playing the audio, because the audio is not the greatest, highest quality, because it's on YouTube, and I wasn't, I've never been a YouTube guy anyway. This has never been my forte. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and just read the slides. And I give you a link to this You can, if you want to hear the full presentation. Because it's about 16 parts. And this is just one part. And I'm using each section to build on the other to prove a point. Okay, And again, this is very pertinent to what we're talking about today. So, Senator Claiborne Pell, U.S. Senate Intelligence Committee member, commenting on a USA-USSR treaty signed in 1978, said, quote, Now that we can control the weather, create earthquakes and tidal waves, and use it as a weapon of war, we do not need a treaty. End of quote. Okay, so, this is just one of the many quotes where things were said very matter-of-factly about the world's ability, the world government's ability to create and manipulate weather. So, what treaty was this senator in reference to? The treaty he's in reference to is the Convention on the Prohibition of Military and Other Hostile Use of Environmental Modification Techniques. And again, this is all in my PDF, 
if you want to check it out, I give you links. I probably took five, six months to put together a 150 PowerPoint slide presentation on this. And um, so I really, really tried to do my homework and made sure that, you know, when I actually did the actual 14-city tour that I did regarding this, that I had all my, my ducks in a row and things were accurate. Uh, I believe you could still get the DVD from the Prophecy Club. It's Avion Flu, Killer of Millions, Dr. Scott Johnson. Anyway, um, so the government treaty is currently posted online at the U.S. Department of State website. I give you a, a link to there. The, at the time of this thing, it was 2006, it was still posted online. You could still go view it. The treaty was signed in Geneva, Switzerland on May 18, 1977 and entered into force October 5, 1978. So that's just one of the many proofs of what we're talking about here. Quoting from the first and second paragraphs of this treaty, we read, quote, The use of environmental modification techniques for hostile purposes does not play a major role in military planning at the present time, which was 1977. Such techniques might be developed in the future, however, and would, and would pose a threat of serious damage unless action was taken to prohibit their use. Now, again, they've had this technology since before the 1950s. We've already quoted from you one United Nations treaty. Here's another treaty we're quoting regarding this. And you ask, why is it mainstream news? Because they want to keep you in the dark about this stuff. They don't want, you, they don't want this to be mainstream knowledge, but it's, it is mainstream knowledge if you look. And so you have to think, if they've had this technology since the 1950s, seeing how wicked and evil the world governments have become. Would you put anything past them? It's like saying, well, would you put anything past Satan? Oh, no, not even Satan. He wouldn't cross that line. No, there's nothing Satan would not do in regard to evil. And these people are serving him. So, uh, again, this we're only, we're only seeing a, a tiny fraction of what they actually have, their capabilities probably are. So let's go further here. I'm going to go to the next slide here. Uh, in July of 1972, the U.S. government renounced the use of climate modification techniques for hostile purposes. Both the U.S. Senate and the House of Representatives held hearings. Beginning in 1972, and, in, and the Senate adopted a resolution in 1973 calling for an international agreement prohibiting the use of any environmental or geophysical modification activity as a weapon of war. But like any wicked government's going to abide by these things? I mean, come on. You know, what they're doing behind closed doors, they can, they can sign a treaty all day long, but what they're doing behind closed doors is a whole different matter. Now, that word geophysical is defined as the physical processes and phenomena occurring, especially in the Earth. This word would include processes like earthquakes, volcanoes, and tidal waves. So in other words, the government has possessed technology to manipulate both climate and geophysical or earth patterns for many decades. Let's go to the next slide here. Here is a picture I retrieved at the time from China Lake Weapons Digest. This is from a Navy website, and I give you the link here. I give you the link to all the sources that at the time. I'm not saying all these links are still good now, but you you can still, I'm sure, find this stuff unless it, unless the internet's been totally sanitized, um, which I kind of doubt. 
at this point, China Lake was for many years a world leader in weather modification. Now, they're advertising this. The Navy is out there in, a, in one of their China Lake Weapons Digest. They're openly proclaiming this and advertising this. China Lake was for many years a world leader in weather modification. For drought relief, which was called Project Gromit, hurricane abatement, which were the two things, the two uh, programs for that were Cyclops and Storm Fury. Hurricane abatement? Yeah, that means the dissipating hurricanes. That means basically taking a hurricane and abating it. Why didn't they use that on Sandy? This was, you know, they've had this technology for decades and decades and decades. And they've openly admitted to it. And yet, they don't do any, they act like we're helpless. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. It's going to come. It's going to be the worst Category 1 hurricane the Northwest has seen since the 1930s. It's the biggest, it's got the lowest pressure that we've seen for any Category 1 to ever come on shore. Nor, you know, I mean, all these things. So late in the season. Oh, it just so happens to, it's going to combine with this cold weather. It's like combined with two other storms to make this Frankenstorm. It was, it was all by accident. And they have the absolute total technology to dissipate these things into nothing or at bare minimum to steer them out into the sea. Um, they also deal, dealt with fog abatement. It was called uh, Project Foggy Cloud. And also rainfall enhancement for military purposes, which was Project Popeye. Rainfall? Oh, like we didn't need any rainfall this summer over the drought-stricken areas? You know, I can understand the 1930s when they literally didn't have this type of technology. But I mean, if they could use technology where they're not using terrible chemicals for rainfall enhancement. Oh, no, it doesn't exist. You know, we just we, we can't help it. All the crops are dying and, and there's nothing we can do about it. They're a bunch of liars, obviously. And here's an actual picture of the equipment that they use to do these things. I mean, the China Lake Weapons Die just had a picture of all these different devices they were using on the planes uh, for these things that I just talked about. Hurricane abatement, fog abatement, rainfall enhancement. I'll show you the pictures right here. You can you can see it on the on the uh, presentation that I did. Let's go to the next slide. Here it is appropriate to quote ex Defense Secretary William Cohen, who on April twenty eighth, nineteen ninety seven said, quote, others are engaging even in an echo type of terrorism whereby they can alter the climate, set off earthquakes, volcanoes remotely, through the use of electromagnetic waves, like HARP and other means. He's admitting it. This was in 1997, April 28th. This was, he said this at the Conference on Terrorism, Weapons of Mass Destruction, and U.S. Strategy. It was said at the University of Georgia in Athens. And so then I give you another link for further weather modification evidence, if you want to know more about that. So... Let's see if that was my last slide. No. Then, at the time, now I don't know if these Senate bills went anywhere. I, I checked on them afterward, and I, I kept checking, and I don't know if they've went anywhere. But at the time, there was two Senate bills, or a, a Senate and a House bill, U.S. Senate Bill 517 and U.S. House Bill 2995. Get this. These bills would allow experimental weather modification by artificial methods and implement a national weather modification policy and are on, quote, fast track to be passed in 2006. Now, I don't think they were passed. 
at that time at least, the appointed board of directors established by these bills do not include any agricultural, water, EPA, or public representatives and have no provisions for congressional, state, county, or public oversight of their actions or expenditures. Do you understand what that means? That's like a black, uh, what we term as like a black project that has no oversight from anybody. It would be like saying, okay, Satan, here's a trillion dollars. You do whatever your little black heart desires, and we're not going to have any oversight. We're not going to tell you what to do. We're just going to give you free reign. And we know that absolute power doesn't corrupt absolutely. And you'll be honest. You'll be a stand-up guy. And you won't use this for any nefarious purpose. Right, Satan? That's essentially what what they're doing here. So, again, there's no provisions for congressional, state, county, or public oversight of their actions with these bills. None. That sounds fair. I mean, you know, where where do we sign up? So, let's see. I think, yeah, that was the last... That was the last slide there. Anyway, I wanted to say that and, and, and put that in here because obviously it, it relates heavily to what we're talking about here today. And I don't want you just to take this at face value and say, but I, again, I'm quoting all the way back to the 50s. Several different treaties, politicians, you know, world leaders or whatever talking about these things. So, next article. Next report, Hurricane Sandy under aerosol geoengineering by the Department of Homeland Security to modify intensity and landfall. Um, The 2010 American Meteorological, Meteorological Society, or AMS, meeting presented details of an aerosol geoengineering program run by the Department of Homeland Security. The program included discussion of how aerosols were effective at decreasing and increasing the intensity of Hurricane Katrina. Evidently, maybe they were just openly bragging about it, I don't know. The current aerosol geoengineering of Hurricane Sandy is a continuation of the Hurricane Aerosol and Microphysics Program, also known as HAMP, H-A-M-P. There are potential lawsuits that will be filed and there's links to those here regarding this whole thing. It's called Chemtrail Ge- Geoengineering Lawsuit. They've got their whole, they've got their own website. This is how well known and prevalent this information is becoming. Okay, the B- Department of Homeland Security, in a in a matter of Operation Hamp, in the matter of Operation Hamp, could have their immunity from liability and prosecution tested in this class action lawsuit. The confirmed aerosol geoengineering, deliberate manipulation, and potential intensification of Hurricane Sandy under DHS HAMP operation could be prosecuted as a criminal act when the consequence cannot be distinguished from a weapon of mass destruction to be inflicted on the lives and property of citizens of the United States by the DHS's deliberate and covert experimental modification techniques. I hold about a 0% chance of our corrupt court systems letting this get through to any kind of length, they're going to want to stomp this out at the lowest levels and make sure that, you know, anybody would even, even though they openly admit that they're doing this, oh, it doesn't exist. What are you talking about? You're some kind of conspiracy theorist? Not, even though we've got all this proof that exists where they're having literally whole meetings with the Department of Homeland Security where they're talking about this thing. I mean, it's called Hurricane Aerosol Microphysics Program, or HAMP. Oh, but it doesn't exist. That's probably what they'll say. And if the um, DHS, you know, is brought up 
in these class action lawsuits, I doubt they'll get anywhere because, you know, the court systems are so rigged and satanic and, and, you know, they use a rubber ruler, they stretch it any way they want to stretch it, that, you know, I, I seriously doubt without God's intervention, now I don't want to take that out of the equation, but without God's intervention, I don't think it'll probably go very far. I've just seen it too many times. People trying to fight Big Brother and they're on the side of righteousness and all the facts are on their side, but it doesn't matter. Don't confuse Big Brother with the facts because their minds are made up. And they're gonna, you know, rule whatever the way they want to rule. So, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and play this video to the 51 second mark. October 28th, about 10 minutes to midnight. This is the last 24 hours of the Atlantic Loop. We're watching the Department of Homeland Security's aerosol deployment over Hurricane Sandy. According to the literature, deployment of aerosols near the core of the hurricane tends to intensify the storm. It looks like we may be seeing some of that here. And during that same period on it... Now, when you're watching this video, watch near the center of the hurricane, and you'll see these big white poofs all of a sudden appear out of nowhere. This is what... The one lady was referred to as Kim Dumpy, not Kim Trailing, where they'll actually spray long lines around the perimeter of the hurricane. This is Kim Dumping, where they'll go near the center, dump all like a big load of whatever into the middle, near the center, or on the outskirts of the center of the hurricane, and it'll get sucked into the circulation, which in this case they're trying to intensify it. You know, all for wonderful benevolent purposes, I'm sure. Telecast, we can see the aerosols sort of filling in towards the eye wall. They appear to be lining the eye wall with aerosols. But in all fairness, I see aerosols also deployed at about the 9 o'clock position at the same time. So the net effect may be to keep the storm strength up, but keep it very wide and very wet. Okay, so I, the other video is actually a lot more detailed, but this one was just a little bit of, you know, where we could actually cover some points kind of quickly. But the other video, I think it's more like a, I think 12 or 15 minutes, the one we had at the very beginning, and that's going to be a little more in-depth. So, uh, next, these are just some rapid-fire bullet points, not anything I'm going to go into, but next report, alternative media fails to report on aerosol electromagnetic engineering of Sandy. There's a whole link to that. And then Alex Jones did a very long, it's about a, I think it was about two hours on the engineered storm of the century. And he got into a lot of this same exact stuff that I'm talking about. It's not, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's provable. It's factual. It's there. The, the research is, has been done. It's, this is stuff they've openly admitted to for decades. So, uh, if, again, if, if you're not believing this, you know, look at this stuff. You know, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a thing is established. That's what the Word of God says. And there's way more than two or three witnesses establishing these things. And so then the next report, how NEXRAD HARP works, turning natural storms into biblical floods. And then the next one, Obama ordered the DHS to control hurricanes. So there's all these different stories you can click on that further validate all the things that we, that we just went over. Now, I'm going to go ahead and switch gears here. Next report, uh, New Jersey contracted RFID evacuee tracking tech just days before Sandy formed. And by a strange, amazing coincidence, the state of New Jersey announced a five-year contract for RFID tracking technology used to assist in evacuation by identifying and monitoring the location of evacuees and emergency assets during 
hurricanes, or other disasters. They did this just four days before Hurricane Sandy began to form. A press release was published October 18th, 2012, which announced that Radiant RFID, there's a link to their website here, based in Austin, Texas, would provide the New Jersey Office of Homeland Security and Preparedness with the RFID technology it has already used during disasters in Texas and other locales, such as 2008 Hurricane Gustav. From the press release, we read, Radiant RFID, now this is radio frequency identifier, this is going to be most likely a component of the Mark of the Beast, Okay, uh, where they'll be able to track you, you won't be able to buy or sell with that, these types of things. Okay, RFID technology are, has that capability uh, 100%. So, Radiant RFID will provide the New Jersey Office of Homeland Security and Preparedness with a RFID-based managed evacuation solution that tracks evacuees, pets, emergency transport vehicles, Commodities deployed at state shelters in preparation for and in the event of a hurricane, natural disaster, and or other incidents to assist in reunification of the families. Oh, it's always, you know, they always have that supposedly benevolent uh, reason that they're doing all of this stuff. And here's an actual picture of one of these RFID tracking chips. Um, state of New Jersey Office of Homeland Security Preparedness. Hurricane Sandy formed after this Press release was instituted, and they specifically said New Jersey, which is the, obviously like the most worst hit part. Okay, Hurricane Sandy just four formed four, just four days later after this release of this announcement, which was on October twenty second, making for notable timing as New England hasn't been hit by a hurricane since nineteen thirty eight. Who could have seen the devastation to New York, New Jersey, and other parts of East? East Coast coming when that area hadn't been hit by a major hurricane for some 70 years. And they just so happen to release this four days before Sandy forms, and the place hasn't been hit for 70 years? I'm sure there's no coincidence. There's, it's, it's, it's just a big, or it's just a big coincidence. I'm sorry. You know. Again, it just further proof here looking at when you start to put all the puzzles, pieces of the puzzle together that, wow. The hurricane was created, formed, steered. They knew exactly what they were doing. They had this all planned out. I mean, all of this stuff, when you, when you look at it as a whole, it really becomes flagrantly obvious what's going on here. The tracking scheme registers evacuees, their pets, and other displaced persons with wristbands containing RFID chips that are registered with each individual. Probably put the wristband on the right wrist so that when they're conditioning that whole thing about having the mark of the beast in the right hand or in the forehead, hey, I've already got, what, what's, a, what's a big transition to have it on a wristband in my right hand to actually in the forehand? It's just, you know, it's not even a centimeter difference or whatever. What's the big deal? Now I can't lose it. It's in my right hand or forehead. You understand the conditioning that's going on here? So, these wristbands are scanned whenever evacuees enter buses or arrive at FEMA emergency shelters, enabling Homeland Security to track entire populations during disasters, as well as inventory supplies, transportation, and other assets throughout the processes. But see, in a situation like this, you are obviously at your most vulnerable. You know, most vulnerable. Hurricane, you're evacuating, you might have lost your house, you might have lost your possessions, you're in total survival mode, just looking out, and you're like, whatever, 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 I'll take whatever you got, I just want to get out of the situation. 
This is when they are going to want to try to implement that type of technology because they know you're at your most vulnerable. They know you'll be at your most suggestible during that time period. And you're most likely not to pitch a fit about something like this when they're supposedly the knight in shining armor coming in to sweep you away, hopefully not to a concentration camp, but sweep you away and get you out of the mess. Now, I got this off their website. And it's Radiant RFID's graphic demonstrating the tracking and monitoring loop. I'm just going to read this. And it's this little loop here. And at the bottom, it has a picture of the home, Evacuee's home. And then it goes to Arrival at Embarkation Hub. Now, a lot of people, this will be their local 501c3 church because the um, churches have yoked up with FEMA and Department of Homeland Security through their clergy response teams because they're 501c3 corporate entities formed by the government uh, having to abide by IRS guidelines, and they will be used as these embarkation hubs where they people will be picked up. Okay, so then you've got the next part of the loop: wristband enrollment and scanning, and that'll take place at let's say in, uh, wherever this embarkation hub, whether it's a church, whether it's a stadium, or whatever. Okay, and then the um, buses are prepped with GPS barcodes. And the bands are scanned as evacuees then board the bus. So you're going to get your you're going to get your your RFID band, microchip band in the bu- uh, in the um, let's say for argument's sake the church here. They scan you. They get you into the system. Then they load you on the bus. They scan you again because they got to have total micromanagement of where you're at 24 seven. The buses are also scanned, and then the buses are scanned at the reception center. So then they, they scan the buses when they get to the reception center wherever they're at. And then the evacuees' bands are scanned at the shelter. So they're scanning you, and they're trying to get you into that mindset of everywhere you go, we're going to track and monitor you, not only you, but your vehicle. They're scanning the buses and you. And if everything doesn't coincide just purposely, well, then, you know, there's a problem there. This is the kind of mindset they want us to be in. And then, you know, which probably won't happen in many, many cases, I, I truly believe, then they return you home. Yeah. Well, not to say there's not there won't there wouldn't be trial runs of this to get people's guards down where this goes exactly like they're playing this out here, and oh yeah, I did that before I, I went there, and then but there's going to come one day when they don't take you home, they take you right to the internment camp when they've got them all set up all over this country, over six hundred of them, and that's been I, I proved that in my study back in '06, and they've added more since then. So, Radiant RFID boosts that technology, boasts that their technology helps families to be reunited more quickly. But it also allows FEMA, Homeland Security, and other bloated big government agencies to once again gain more power from the crisis at the cost of civil liberties and security. So, now, the same technology that critics fear amounts to the mark of the beast system remains in the hands of agencies that have set up internment camps that have been readied for political dissidents. Now, there is a link here, um, leaked U.S. Army document outlines plans for education camps in America. There's a link you can click on if you don't believe that or if you want to explore it further. And then other, also, um, the uh, they've set up internment camps that have been ready for political distance and for other potential domestic terrorists. That would be you and I, uh, Constitution-believing, Bible-believing, uh, patriotic, whatever, they are all considered uh, pro-life too. They would be considered potential domestic U.S. terrorists. 
a prepper. That's another huge one now. Uh, Homeland Security, FEMA, overall, Homeland Security and FEMA's overall inept response to natural disasters serves as a mask to distract the public from admitted continuity of government plans to circumvent the Constitution form of government under a significant enough national crisis. Many sources indicate that a large-scale economic collapse and the ensuing unrest would readily fit that bill. Remember, order out of chaos. They're going to bring their order out of the chaos. In this case, they're trying to usher us into the new world order. Um, and this would this would readily would readily fit that bill. And RFID tracking technology would serve to control those populations. Now, I give you my three teachings I've done on the mark of the beast here. Um, the real ID and the implantable microchip of the Mark of the Beast, also the hexagram, the Mark of the Beast connection, and the national ID and the Mark of the Beast. So if you want to know more about that, you can click on those. Now, meanwhile, okay, relating to this whole thing, as we progress through this, just some rapid-fire bullet points here of some stories that have just come out in the last day or so. Obama campaigns in Las Vegas while storm victims rummage through garbage dumpsters for food. There's a lot of people that have already resorted to going into garbage dumpsters even the second day after because these people were, a lot of them, I'm not saying all, because if you had your house destroyed or something, obviously, you know, that's not your fault, but a lot of these people uh, living in apartment complexes had absolutely zero provisions from what I can gather. I mean nothing. And we're almost in a starvation no water, no food, no provisions, no nothing. Almost in a full-blown panic mode from the first day. Because they had done no preparation. The Bible says the prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. But the simple pass on and are punished. Okay, so there's a lot of Bible verses I've covered in the past regarding that. In regard to providing for your own family. And, and you know, these types of things. Considering the ant, how... The, the ant prepares for things where he stores up his food when there's food available so that he has food to eat when there's food not available, essentially. Um, so, going further, uh, Obama ignores the question about the storm victim's frustrations. He's trying to distance himself, I think, from this because it's turning into more of a debacle by the day and he's got an election to rig and win. And I understand you could say Romney's trying to do the same thing. It's probably the case as well. Just I'm just saying that it's very obvious to me that the liberal mainstream media wants Obama back in for another four years. You can look at the way CNN presents things, or a lot of the liberal medias, and they're heavily wanting Obama back in so he can finish the job, so he can really finish off the country and implement the more, I believe, aggressive uh, stance that the Illuminati, whereas Romney would be a more toned-down Illuminati agenda, Obama would be the more aggressive Illuminati agenda. And he wants that next extra four years to finish off what he started, finish off this country. And, you know, so, uh, I'm not, and again, the Illuminati's backing him, so I know he's a puppet on a string. Anyway, then it goes on to say, Sandy, here's another article, Sandy death toll at 109. Now, that's a total joke. Every time there's a natural disaster around, I believe, in North America, they always, always, unbelievably lowball the death toll. We were on the outskirts when Charlie came through, when Charlie hit Port Charlotte. And we were on, we lived in North Fort Myers at the time. And North Fort Myers is, mm, 
I would say we were probably about maybe 20 or 30 miles south of where Charlie came through. Probably more likely 20. If that. And we, I mean, it was, that was one intense, category three. It was a very small hurricane. It was not like Sandy. It was very small. And it came in very unexpectedly, made a, made a right-hand turn, and just missed us. And it came through Port Charlotte. I had people that lived in Port Charlotte that I knew. And I had some of these people telling me, hey, they had freezer trucks. They were coming in and gathering up bodies anywhere. I mean, and the death toll was unbelievably, the one that they listed on the news, wasn't even remotely accurate. Not even remotely accurate. This death toll is a joke. I guarantee you, you could probably add about two zeros onto whatever they're saying, most likely. And again, they, they want to lowball the death toll so people don't go into you know panic mode. But again, it's all about lying to the public, essentially. So, along those lines, then you see this other article that came out, and it was entitled, Finding Bodies Left and Right. It's far worse than the media is portraying, says the Sons of Anarchy star. There's a show, I guess, Sons of Anarchy, or whatever. Sounds like a real good Christian-based show. But anyway, um, so this Sons of Anarchy star says it's so bad here, a lot worse than how it's being portrayed by the media. They are finding bodies left and right. Elderly people who don't, didn't even watch the news or knew the storm was coming. I was just with one of my friends from high school and college and his house is completely gone. One story I heard was about this one guy who evacuated his house during Hurricane Irene but then it got looted. So when they told him to evacuate for Sandy, he said, I'm not leaving. Now they can't find him. His 13-year-old daughter's dead, and his wife is in critical condition at the hospital. These are the stories. My stepfather and my mother, when they heard the storm was coming, they said, it's not going to be that bad. Irene didn't do anything. And they had a total of two flashlights and a couple of scented candles. But little did they know. So, again, a lot of people are totally, unbelievably ill-equipped, non-equipped for any type of situation like this. And uh, this just proves it. I mean, you see the lines, miles, people that didn't uh, get any kind of gas prior to this, had no food provision, had no water. And again, I understand, if your house totally wiped out, I mean, that's a different deal. But a lot of these people, that was not the case. So, next article. In New York's public housing, fear creeps in with the dark. Now, this is like, where we're like, day seven or something? It would be dark soon at the Coney Island houses, the fourth night without power. This is the fourth night without power. Elevators and water. Another night of trips up and down pitch black staircases, lighted by shaky flashlights and candles. Another night of retreating from the dark. On the second floor of building number four, an administrative assistant named Santiago, who is 43, was sharing her apartment... Santiago? Is that her? Okay, I don't know. Who was sharing her apartment with five relatives and ran through a mental checklist. And this was like before the sun goes down. Turn the oven on for heat. Finish the errands, uh, like fetching water for the toilet before the light fades. And then she said, we don't dare throw out garbage at night. We make sure everything's done. This is four days into this? And it's like, you know, Road to Thunderdome or whatever? Mad Max? I mean, okay. Um, every And then it goes on to say, Elsewhere in the building, Sandra, who's 35, a mother of two, kept an eye on her door, fearing another attempted break-in. Now, these people, they're leaving their houses for like 
two, three, four, five hours to go get gas or do whatever they've got to do. And they're coming back and they're finding their houses are all looted, broken into. Already! I mean, like I said, when stuff starts to go down, we're really going to see... We're really, really going to see the dark side of human nature and humanity. And we, as a population in America, are a bunch of spoiled, rotten brats anyway, as it is. It's not like the 30s era depression, when people were, you know, really, I would say, way tougher than we are now. I mean, we're so decadent and spoiled. Now, I'm not saying talking about all my listeners. I'm talking about people in general, okay? The whole MTV, you know sports crazed, you could go on and on and on, entertainment, bread and circuses, give me, give me, give me, I want it now and I want it my way, Burger King mentality, okay, these people literally are dependent from, you know, meal to meal on some other fast food chain, or I've, I heard uh, the one, uh, I had an email this week from a listener, and it was, I think he was talking about his his daughter-in-law, or somebody that, that along those lines, and they were just lamenting it in the fact they were Facebooking back and forth about how, oh, the Dunkin' Donuts is closed, and, and I don't know what we're going to do, and, and this one's open, and oh, okay, okay, we got to get down to the, you know, and I mean, just the, they can't go, you know, five hours without their espresso latte, muka puka, whatever thing, and, you know, it's like, oh my word, we don't even have a clue. Me included. Me included. Because I'm not saying I'm not spoiled. Living, living in this country and, and growing up, I'm not saying I'm not. But I also realize, I really believe what's coming. And um, although none of us know that to the, certain, uh, to the extent that we haven't been through it yet, at least in America, most of us, I'm sure that there's a lot of other third world countries where they would look at a situation like this and say, hey, this is my life every day. In fact, it's even worse, you know. You guys don't have a clue, and that's, I'm sure, the case. So, uh, anyway, it's just really good to look at a situation like this and understand that here is a wake-up call. Here is a harbinger of the future that is going to be America. And the people that aren't prepared, I'm not saying God can't take care of you, okay? But, you know, you see all this stuff on the horizon, and you see all this darkness, and you see how easily society collapses, with a disaster like this, and you see how ill-equipped... You see, it's not just a matter of you even being prepared. It's a matter of all of them not being prepared, and them coming down, and if they get wind that you've got provisions, them wanting to beat down your door to get your stuff, and they'll murder to do it. And literally, you have to get on your knees and seek the Lord Jesus Christ for His protection, His guidance, His provision, and... Pray that the Lord prepositions you ahead of time where you need to be because you don't want to be in an inner city or in any kind of city, I believe, environment. I mean, unless you had like a network of people around you or unless God just totally shielded you in the midst of the storm, which he could do, but I'm saying just generally speaking here. Okay, so again, these are things you really want to go to prayer about, not just... You know, the fear of man bringeth the snare. You know, I, I don't want to sit here and try to instill fear in you, but I also want to educate you. I'm a watchman. I'm warning. I mean, I'm just pointing out the obvious here of what we're dealing with. So, uh, she's saying we don't dare throw out the garbage at night. We make sure everything's done elsewhere in the building. Uh, Sandra Leon, 35, a mother of two, kept an eye on her door, fearing another attempted break-in. Uh, Victor Alvarez, 60, waited for any word 
of his wife, Lucette, who suffers from schizophrenia and had disappeared into the wreckage-strewed neighborhood. She, I mean, she's just gone. You know? And this is, this is what is, I guess, becoming common, common knowledge here. I mean, and this was just the fourth night without power. Now, they've already had, I don't know, I think about three more since this was written. Going further, and Marilyn Smalls, who's 48, sipped a room-temperature Corona that she had liberated from a gas station trash bin the day before, along with sodas and bags of beef jerky, which drew neighbors knocking as the word of the hall got out. How ill-equipped could these people have been? Did they have one thing on their shelf at all? They, they got wind of her getting some beef jerky and, and some sodas? And they're willing to probably break down her door to, to, in order for her to share this haul? I, I don't, I can't comprehend this. Perhaps more than any other place in the city, the loss of power for people living in public housing projects forced a return to a primal existence. Open fire hydrants became community wells. Sleep and wake cycles were timed to sunsets and sunrises. People huddled for warmth around lighted gas stoves as if they were roaring fires. Darkness became menacing, a thing that was to be feared. A lack of friends or family in areas with power or cars or cab fare to get them meant that there were few ways to escape. Dwindling dollars heightened the pain of throwing out food rotting inside powerless generators, or refrigerators, I'm sorry, and sharpened the question of where the next meal would come from. Some had not left their apartments since the storm actually swept in. Man, you're you're in a city environment like this. It does. It's not going to get much worse. And then I, like I said, I did that study not too long ago that I I set the stage for the prepper study that I did, and I'm going to get into that later because I've actually taken all. I would say all of my main prepper studies I have ever done, okay, including the most recent one including ones where I've talked about other different, like, detoxes you can do to detox radiation, detox fluoride, uh, um, also for pandemics, all of these different ones, and I put them all in one spot in this PDF, where if, like, because I've, I've had people over the years say, well, what do I do? What, how do I get up to speed? Okay, here's all my studies I've done on the subject. All my main ones. Obviously, there's probably some I've left out with over, I don't know how many teachings at this point, but... Way over 600, I think. Um, anyway, I put them all in one spot in this PDF, and I will actually have that um, as a Word document. If somebody needed them, I can email it to you. So, uh, anyway, that was the end of that particular story. Now, again, just some rapid-fire bullet points. 2.5 million still without power in this in that region. Temperatures to dip into the night into the 20s. So that was another factor. It's going to get super cold. Uh, also, two-mile line for gas on Staten Island. That's, that's you know, norm. It's, it's neat. A lot of these people are on foot with gas cans. That's it. Uh, restaurant, hotel prices skyrocket. Residents up in arms. They, they're carrying bats, machetes, shotguns. Then another one. It's like the Wild West. Lawlessness and fear take over as the outer boroughs as they enter the sixth day without power. <laughs> I mean, this is insanity. Going further, odd even, New Jersey counties enact Carter-style gas rationing. The next article, this just came out, I think yesterday, FEMA, out of water until Monday. Failed to plan ahead. You do not want to rely on Satan to take care of you. 
And that's, if you rely on FEMA, Department of Homeland Security, that's what you're doing. The agency appears to have been completely unprepared to distribute bottled water to Hurricane Sandy victims. Next one. Jersey Shore declares martial law. Tourist town known for MTV's Jersey Shore and other local areas clamped down after the storm damage. Then the last one, a video of feds lie. People die in Hurricane Sandy aftermath. Now, in light of that, what I did is I posted all my teachings on preparedness, survival, pandemic, you name it. And along those lines, I posted them all in one spot here. It took me a long time to find all these because there was a lot of different subjects I was trying to cover. Now, I'm just going to go through and basically read like a really brief table of contents for these studies so you understand what subjects I will be covering in these. These are, these are all previous studies. And, again, um, I wanted to have this all so you could access them in one place. The first one is the one I just released, the End Time Preparedness Prepper Mega Study. And the first two parts I'm really covering how America's cities may explode in violence when the music stops, when this stuff goes down. And this gets into, then, the gangs that will come to play. Uh, Also, biblical resistance to tyranny. That subject, I covered that in part two. And then in part three, we covered... Long-term food recommendations, proactive measures in the event of a pandemic, books that you might want to buy, which are Dare to Prepare, Strategic Location, North American Guide to Safe Places, that's Joel Skousen, Prudent Places in the United States also. And then the top five priorities of emergency preparedness, also excellent emergency field medical supplies, um, in other words, if you want to buy those, Doomsday Bunkers uh, protocols uh, uh, that you can actually make yourself, Emergency response protocols, establishing operational guidelines in times of crisis, and then a 22-page comprehensive review from a listener who wrote, this is a guide to gear that I recommend you buy and gear that will actually last. And I went over those before. These are just things you would want to have. And then I also give you the link to the PDF for the study. So, next study my anti preparedness teaching, this was from 425.11. I covered economic collapse preparation, bug out and feminine hygiene, low water washing techniques, EMI and RF shielding, smart meter protection, when, sou- when cell, fire- cell towers ceased functioning, remedies for external wounds, info on bulk food, hand grain mills, oat flakers, and nut butter makers. And I give you the link to the PDF on that. And then I did another one entitled Health, Pandemic, Immune System, and Survival Preparedness. It was a question and answer. So there's no way I can really list the table of contents there. It was just a lot of different Q&A I did from listeners. And the next one was End Time Preparedness. I did this on... um, 213 of 11, I covered 5,000 part per million mild silver protein versus the flu and much more. Um, about the strongest thing I know of in regard of, of a pandemic is the 5,000 part per million and vibe mild silver protein. Um, my website's dr-johnson.com if you want to know more about that. But the teaching covers it. Anyway, then it also covers extensive listener comments on preparedness. Because I get a lot of good comments from listeners. And so I'll put them up there. And, and, you know, for the benefit of other listeners, which is much more important than just me knowing it. It's more important that you all know it. So, and then bread from food storage made off-grid, grain mill info, uh, food-grade diametaceous earth, another very important product, frugal ideas for a depression collapse, informational website on how to dehydrate and um, store food. Next 
One, end time current event and health alerts. This is from 311 of 12. I get into proactive measures in the event of a pandemic, natural immune system pandemic remedies, and then my teaching uh, from 914 of 11, where I get into vaccines exposed and radiation remedies. Now, these are just a couple of the high points. I cover more than just what I'm talking about here. But I couldn't list everything on all these teachings because it was just too vast. Then my next teaching from 819 of 12, where I it's entitled The Great Culling Has Begun, Proactive Steps to Avoid Becoming a Statistic. And again, the PDFs are listed for every teaching here, and they're highlighted. Some of the PDFs, when you click on them, there's another, it'll take you to a page, and the PDF won't show up instantly. It'll take you to the page, but you'll see a link there on the page. You click on that link, and it'll take you to the actual PDF. Now, if it's one of my older teachings, it'll take you to another page, and you'll have to, you'll have to scroll down a little bit, and you'll see a green button. It'll say download. Just click on that. It should come up. Now, if you don't have Adobe Acrobat installed on your computer for PDFs, I would, it's a free program. You can get it on the, the Internet. You might want to download that, Adobe Acrobat, because um, that will enable you to get the PDFs. Next teaching was from 129 of 12, Part 3, where I covered depopulation programs like chemtrails, aerosol spraying, geoengineering, directed energy weapons, chlorination, fluoridation of the water. Uh, mass drugging of America via pharmaceutical cartels, GMO food industry, the pesticides, herbicides, fungicides sprayed on crops and, that are consumed, asperitine, which is also called Equal or NutraSweet, which was which has now been renamed AminoSweet so that they can still sneak it into products, or also it's called Neotame. So understand that. If something doesn't say asperitine on the label, but it says AminoSweet or Neotame, you're still getting that, and it's a neurotoxin, and it's deadly, essentially. Uh, consumed, you know, over time. It's a slow kill. Also, Splenda is horrific. Saccharin, high fructose corn syrup, bleached white flour, uh, Corexit vaccines, which have cancer viruses, mercury, aluminum, aborted fetal cell tissue, tainted DNA, and possibly microchips. A lot of the vaccines can have that. Also, how does Wi-Fi affect uh, harp, scalar weapons, cell phones, cordless phones, disposable water bottles, BPA, BHT, MSG, Food irradiation, nitrites, microwaves, pasteurization, homogenization, uh, bovine growth uh, hormone or recumbent bovine growth hormone, antibiotics, outgassing of plastics and chemicals in your car and home, CFL bulbs, which are compact fluorescent light bulbs, those are terrible, smart meters, dental amalgams, mercury fillings, horrific, soy and canola oil, deep fried foods, trans fatty acids, partially hydrogenated fats like margarine, which are terrible. Bioweapons, like the 1918-1919 Spanish flu, um, which was released through the vaccines. Also, we talk about HIV, Lyme disease, and the coming pandemics. Plus, 80 pages of information regarding these subjects and proactive measures you can take. 80 pages. I think the whole PDF for that one alone is 92 pages. So, again, I'm trying to provide all this information Totally free, just so that you can be equipped and armed, you know, as, as well as possible. Going further, my teaching I did on 626 of 11, I talked about national ra- natural radiation remedies, air purification, uh, my recommendations for car and air and indoor purifications, and how to survive nuclear fallout. And then my teaching from 5612, where I talked about natu- natural radiation remedies, and then my teaching from 314 of 11, where I talk about radiation fallout proactive steps. 
And again, the PDFs for these are all here in one spot. You can click on them. They're all highlighted, the PDFs. And then the... Um, now, what you can do, though, is click on the audio and then bring up the PDF and the... <coughs> excuse me. You can follow along. Okay, so continuing... Then we've got a uh, teaching I did on 9411, where I think I covered a plethora of subjects. And I couldn't list them all. And then my teaching from 10712, where parts 2 and 3, where I covered how to detox, fluoride, chemtrails, and much more, and the PDF for that. So I'm not saying it's every single teaching I've ever done, but I think it's the vast majority I've ever done. And hopefully there's enough overlap with all those teachings where you're going to get a ton of your, answer, your, your questions answered. And uh, hopefully give you the re- – and also, most of the time, I'll give you a link regarding a specific subject that we're covering or multiple links where you can say, okay, so I'm trying to – it's like one-stop shopping. You, I've done all the wor- work for you or a lot of it, and you can go there and, and benefit from that. So I'm going to go ahead and end part one here, and we're going to s- totally switch gears and go into more of a current event study uh, next. So, well, of course, we did cover current events, but we covered a lot of – health-related things in this one. So, we'll see you in part two. God bless you. Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson. Second line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202. Third line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.